my name is Rob and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. This month, I have a really fun conversation with several of the athletes from Big River Training Team's 11-minute pace group, Kim, Kara, and Shannon. If you like honest conversations, great insights, and lots of laughter, you're going to enjoy this month's episode of Real Friends. Not only do these girls share a natural chemistry with each other, but they also share honest conversation regarding some of the challenges that women face, not only with athletics, but in other areas like work-life balance, raising a family, safely training alone, and developing new and healthy friendships. If any of these topics sound familiar or pique your interest, check out this month's episode of Real Friends. You'll be glad you did. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. First of all, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules. I know yeah, every, so like weekends, the, uh, your free time and all that type of stuff is very, very important, very, very valuable. So thanks for taking time mm-hmm. out of your schedule. So the way I thought we could start things out is I'd have each one of you introduce yourself, your name, age, what you do for a living, and then something fun about yourself, something that you're passionate about other than running because the rest of what we'll talk about then is going to be running related. While you're doing that, I'm going to pull my question. So so I am here, I guess, just for intros with Kim and part of the 11-minute pace group from Big River Training Team. So Kim, you want to kick us off? Yeah, my name is Kim Mazaring. I am 43 years old. one of the things that I'm passionate about besides running, I'm a mom to two boys, so that's always an adventure. Um, I love having boys. I can never imagine um, having a girl because I just know how I was to my mom, so really grateful for boys. But it certainly is an adventure from day to day. Um, they keep us on our toes, but I think just how I think just being a mom to them is just it's so fun um it's amazing to see them grow up and how they're developing and just how it is to be a kid in this day and age in comparison to how I grew up it's just so different so just having to navigate and learn all of that it's you know we're we're all learning right so but it's a good time good such a good answer mine's not gonna be that good hi (laughs) um I'm Kara I'm 34 years old I'm a software developer and outside of running, I just, I like to stay active any way possible. Um, hanging out with my dog, walking my dog, traveling, riding my bike. Um, that's some other stuff I like to do. Uh, and I'm Shannon Craig. I'm also 34 years old. I'm a head of strategy for DDB, which is an advertising agency. Um, it's a very large, like, global advertising agency, I guess. Um, this is not a play for DDB, uh, but if you're looking for advertising <laughs> services, we do a very good job. Um, <laughs> um, outside of, of work and running, um, I'm really passionate about reading and basically any way that I end up spending my free time. I think that um, I'm very focused on work-life balance and making sure that I'm taking time out for myself and my own mental health and well-being. Um, while also having like kind of a unnecessarily stressful job sometimes. And I think that women especially don't often get to take that time for themselves. So really passionate about also trying to get younger women to do that as well. 
You're talking about reading and mm -hmm. reading anything good right now. What are you reading that you would recommend right now? Yeah, so I'm reading um, a series. I love um, short stories and essays, especially. Um, Samantha Irby has a new uh, nonfiction out right now that's really, really fantastic that's called Quietly Hostile. Um, and then right now I'm reading one by, I guess it's fiction. His name is David Means, and it's called Two Nurses Smoking. <laughs> and it's just different, really beautiful, like vignettes and short stories of Michigan and the Hudson River Valley. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, let's pivot now. Let's talk about running. How did you get into running? What was the genesis behind that? Like, have you always been an athlete growing up, always been a runner? Or did something happen? Maybe you lost a bet and a friend, you know, <laughs> you to get into running. Every day, every right. week. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let's start first with Kara. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I first got into running when I was younger in high school, cross country and track um, is how I first started running. Um, so all throughout high school, and I'd say a little bit in college just for fitness and a little bit for fitness over the years, but nothing. I kind of took a long break from running after doing it um, when I was younger. What's a long break? Um, like years? Yes, years? Okay. Man, many, many years. I kind of got okay. into, I don't know, strength training and walking and just other sure. other things. Didn't, didn't care to run for a long time. And then I would say I picked it up more recently again um, for mental health benefits. Um, had some stuff happen and my anxiety got really bad and so um, just felt like I needed something more than just the walking I'd been doing and the other forms of exercise I'd been doing. So just picked up running again for that and then kind of discovered more of just a different type of running like cross country and track. You know, that was a lot of more speedier stuff, I guess you could say, compared to more of like the endurance running that I feel like I'm learning more about and discovering and really loving and enjoying in a whole new way. So. So are you training for a particular distance or a particular length, like a half marathon, 10K, full marathon? I'm training for a full marathon. Okay, so kind of got back into it, really started loving it again and said, I'm just going to, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. I'm excited for that. First marathon. Yeah. First yeah. marathon. First marathon. Not bad. Janice, since you're nibbling, why don't we go to Kim next? I think that's probably a good yeah. call, Robert. <laughs> Oh gosh, sure, me, no. So growing up, I was absolutely not an athlete. I hated running, um, all of that, right? So, so what did you do growing up then? Like what was your, like your shtick or your thing or your gosh, I don't, it was probably just like academics and okay. just going to school. Yeah. I had a job at 16. It wasn't, it was just kind of just having fun. It really wasn't, I didn't participate in like the athletics in school or anything like that so it was just yeah just reading school like those types of things um when it was probably in my maybe late 20s before i even just started dabbling into running and it's just because i had co-workers that would do it they would run 5ks or run after work and i would join them and just you know for social reasons really more than like fitness reasons um so that was fun but it wasn't anything serious i think i did a 5k maybe once or twice and that was it um 
I then got married and had kids and like my running completely like just went away um, as I was, you know, just navigating early newborn childhood and things like that. So how I got back into it, gosh, I was really inspired by somebody that I worked with and she was training for her first half marathon. I remember just, you know, watching her train and hearing about, you know, her fitness journey and things like that and thinking of that that was something that I could totally do. And, you know, she would run after work, so I would join her on runs and things like that. And, and it was for the social aspect at first, but then it became like something that, you know, I felt like I could actually do and was kind of good at, um, if you will, good being relative. Um, and, and then it became something to where, because I was a mom, it was like my me time. So it was a time that I could just have for myself. Um, you know, I love my kids, but, you know, having that time just in the early morning where I could just, you know, meditate or listen to music or just be in my own world and not have to worry about being a mom at that moment was, like, so invaluable to me. And so that's kind of how I got into more of the distance training. I signed up for my first half marathon in 2018, so just like five years ago, and then did my first marathon in 2019, and honestly, I just haven't looked back. So I've done a marathon since I'm training for New York this fall. Um, it's just that time where I can just be within myself, and I just, it's so invaluable. I can't, I just, I don't know what I do without it. It keeps me sane. It's, it's that whole mental health um, just aspect to where you know, you're just, you're just you. You don't have to think about anything. You can just be. Yeah. So when you run solo, do you run with music, with headphones, or do you run? Yeah. So if, you know, yes and no. It just depends. Sometimes I forget my headphones, so sometimes the runs um, inevitably turn um, just me and thinking about like the day or maybe planning um, for the next day. So I've done both. Um, it depends, too. If I'm running really early in the morning and I'm by myself, I will not run with music. Uh, I think mm -hmm. just for safety reasons. But if it's, you know, kind of later in the day where there's a lot of runners on the trail, um, I absolutely will. Just to, again, you're just tuning out and you're just being out there on your own. Um, yeah, good. Shannon? I'm done with my bar now. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, Anything so, for dessert? No, just protein bars for now, okay. um, and a lot of water. Like a dessert, right? Yeah, it is like a dessert. Um, so I actually had like a super traumatizing experience when I was in uh, middle school, where I signed up for track, and I made it three steps in like coming oh, off no. the coming off oh. the blocks, and, and I fell. ate it. Oh. Oh, and no. like had road burn like all over my all over my oh, legs, oh, all over no. my hands. I had to like catch a flight to go visit my dad like later that oh. afternoon and um the flight attendants like had to give me extra bandages i was disgusted oh it was a gosh. mess and i was like i am never doing this again like i'm never running i'm never doing any of it like fast forward to high school and i was like i'm gonna do cross country and i sucked at it i was terrible i was a terrible cross country runner um and i was mostly there to like socialize with my friends and hang out um and then i was like okay i need to take going to college like very very seriously and i am not going to be a d1 athlete so i focused a lot more on academics and basically like gave up on running uh but had kind of been doing other stuff to be active for the most part um and similar to kim it was kind of like other people at work were running and i started having these like dreams 
about running and wow. I like, wow. I would have like those dreams where like you would you couldn't run or you would start to run and then you would start to fly and I was like you know what maybe I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this for what it is and really like go for it so I I went out and uh three steps in I ate it um like what um 20 something years later <laughs> I had the same experience so it's like time is a flat circle um and nothing is real uh but I was like you know what I'm not gonna stop this time I'm just gonna keep going and um ended up running like my first half marathon something like six months after that um because my friend was we well actually I was with Big River um, and did training team. This was back in like, I guess, 2018. Um, and then 2020 happened, started doing a lot of like training by myself, went through, am I allowed to curse on this? Went through a really cruddy, yeah. shitty breakup um, and like decided I'm going to get back into this in like a very, very big way and started training for my first marathon last season had horrible food poisoning before my first marathon, so didn't get to run it. So I'll get to have my first, hopefully, like, fingers crossed, no food poisoning or eating it. Um, marathon. Uh, Minneapolis. Wow. Yeah. Wow, awesome. Okay, so considering each of your experience with running, if you were going to give someone some advice who's considering getting involved in running, what would that advice be? I think for me, the biggest thing that helped me is is just realizing that you know it's you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for anybody else. Um, don't get into the comparison trap. That's really easy to do. Um, you see athletes, runners of all you know shapes, sizes, abilities, paces. Mm -hmm. It's it's easy to not get into your head sometimes. Like when you see like it seemingly look effortless or seeing somebody like just crush or nail like just these different times right and just looking at yourself and where you're at but you really have to focus just on your own progress um staying you know just true to you i think that's been invaluable because i used to get down on myself like okay i'm not like the fastest runner i'm definitely you know not the slowest but for me like what i focus on and work for what is like success for me is just getting better each time, like consistently showing up, like seeing myself improve. I think that's been the biggest reward for myself. And that's what I would tell somebody is just really just work on yourself, like focus on you in this. Good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Everyone's so different too. And within running, I feel like within running, it can be all kinds of different mm -hmm. types of running, faster, slower, longer, shorter. So maybe just figuring out what you like personally and how how you like to run. And like Kim said, it's very individualized. And so just figuring out what works for you and what you like, because ultimately it's, you'll stick with it if you like it. Mm -hmm. So like figuring that out for yourself and um, just whatever you enjoy, just find it. Yeah, I think women's athletics especially can be really, really toxic in high school. Um, and it can be a really, not necessarily an unsupportive environment from the, in terms of like your teammates, but um, coaches and expectations and a lot of that, I think 
can end up really taking the joy out of the sport. Um, and you will end up hearing a lot of people or a lot of women, I think, especially now in the running community will say, you know, I ran in high school, but then I stopped for a long time. And some of that is from just dealing with unloading some of that like trauma, you know, post post having having those experiences. Um, so in addition to like finding what it is that, you know, you like and doing it for you, just consistency is is key, but knowing your body and knowing what brings you joy, I think is important. And that can be in certain paces, it can be in certain races, it can be in certain times of day. Um, but remember that this is supposed to be fun and that if you're not enjoying yourself, you know, don't push yourself just because you have to hit a certain yeah. distance or a certain mileage or whatever. Um, you know, I ran today with these incredible women and they, I was like, I'm prickly, I feel terrible, I'm stopping. Um, and that's just knowing your body and knowing like, I'm not feeling joy right now. Yeah. <laughs> not to Marie Kondo it, but um, yeah, just finding what what is fun and trying to maintain that. Yeah, good. Okay, so let's talk about running communities yeah. like Big River um, Training Team. How do you get involved with Big River Training Team? Mm -hmm. Again, were you specifically searching for like a group to run with? Did you happen to stumble across it? Did you have a friend involved with Big River Training Team? Kara, mm -hmm. you want to yeah. so? I had a friend who was involved with Big River. So when I kind of picked back running up again more recently, I she was a good friend to run with. And so we were doing that. And as I kind of got more, I guess, serious about it and really enjoying it, she told me about she'd been running with Big River um, training team and she had done her first marathon this past spring. So she kind of just told me about it, put it out there. And so I thought about it more. I was kind of like, I think this would be something I'm interested in like joining a community of mm -hmm. like-minded people and making some friends and just enjoying it even more. And yeah, it's been great so far. And it, How long have you been w running with Big River Training Team? This is my first training ah, season. Okay, awesome. So four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it really makes the runs just kind of fly by. Uh -huh. Like you yes. don't, you're not yes. paying attention to really anything. And Kim being our awesome pacer, like I don't even have to worry about, you know, if I'm going too fast or too slow, just kind of follow yeah. the leader. Yeah. And yeah, it's been really yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm enjoying yeah. having a, a community. Yeah. Um, I honestly started doing it out of safety. Mm -hmm. um, so I live in the city and there are some good, there are great places to run in the city for sure. But if you have to wake up really early in the morning or um, if you're running in the winter time and it's, you know, dark at 430, it's just like there's, this is not a safe time or a safe place for me to be running by myself. So um, when I first found the community, it was because a friend of mine had started running with Big River. Um, and it was because she was also like a solo runner in the city. So she and I happened to like serendipitously run the same pace. So then it started being that we were having, we had just had fun every single week. And um, so I still, you know, this allows for me to have long runs with other people. Um, to again find like-minded people and friends outside of normal 
spaces where you it's so hard to find friends as yeah, like a 30 as something year it's yeah hard as an adult. to make friends oh it sucks it's so hard um but being here it it's a safe space it's like a very supportive space it's a place to have fun and it's a place to just kind of like I don't have to worry or be on my guard constantly when I'm running with Big River yeah well you hit on really one of like the major benefits and we'll get to this later on but it has to do with the, the relationships that you can either develop or can potentially develop, especially healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. But we'll get to that later on. <clears throat> Kim, any thoughts so this on... is a really funny question because when I was training for my first marathon, you know, I did it on my own. I thought I knew what I was doing. Um, I enjoyed the runs, the long runs by myself. I in no way ever imagined myself wanting to run with a group. To me, that was like, no, thanks, I'm good on my own. Like, I don't want to have to, like, try to run with people or all of those things, right? Our intrepid pacer, everyone. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this is, when, this is very early on. So when my first marathon was just a disaster, I completely underestimated the distance. Again, trying to do it on my own was just a huge fail on my part. So I, I got a running coach, and one of the things, and she actually used to pace for big rubber training team and one of the first things she recommended to me on my long runs was to find a group to run with <laughs> because again the burnout is real you know the the mileage week after week especially in the summer for marathon training I mean it is brutal at times so one of the things that you know she highly encouraged was to find a group to run with so she recommended big river so I was like okay well I'll just try and see how it goes. And I remember it was summer training team and I think it was 2021 um, or was it 2020? It was whenever we first came back from COVID. It was that first uh, it was 2021. Um, coming back. Mm -hmm. And I remember just the first run was that I was able to go to was at uh, Grand's Trail. And I was like, okay, I run Grand's Trail all the time. If anything, I am familiar with this route. And if I don't stay with a group, it's fine. <laughs> so I just remember going there and trying to find the pacer and just feeling a little overwhelmed and nervous because I was like, okay, here's all these people that already know each other. And I'm like mm -hmm. the new person. So I was super nervous about just introducing myself, but I found the 11 um, pace group. Nikki was pacing. I found her and she was just the most welcoming. And that whole group was just the most engaging and just welcoming group of people that just right away I was like okay I just felt so at home even in that first mile it was like okay what was I worried about this whole time <laughs> and so stuck with Big River um, Nikki actually asked me to pace a couple times when she missed um, a couple runs during that training cycle and it was just the most enjoyable experience not only did it keep me accountable for showing up um, and doing my long runs every Sunday, but just the people that I met and just the community of runners. Um, it truly now just feels like a family, like the relationships that you develop and the people that you meet. It's, you know, just from what, two years ago, three years ago um, to today, it's you, you find that commonality. This is what we have in common. So we may do completely different jobs you know we're all sorts of various ages um we have different like things going on in our lives but like this is the one thing that really like brings us together and and we enjoy it and we support each other and i think that is what you know keeps me coming back and then i was asked to be a pacer and a subsequent training cycle and then i haven't looked back since because 
again, seeing people like getting, being able to be a part of their journey and getting them to their first, you know, half marathon or their first marathon, like being able to be a part of that has really been like what like just brings me joy in all of this. So. Yeah. Well, and we're so lucky Good. to have you. Yeah. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> we do. I, never a lot. I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't enjoy you. No, thank you, Shannon. Yeah. You guys are awesome, too. So it's been it's been a great few runs. I know it's early on, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's been awesome. I get worse over time. <laughs> so how about, By the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> like in your situation, um, if what if someone were considering getting involved with the running community? Um, we have several popular ones in the, mm-hmm. the St. Louis area. Uh, what sort of advice, again, would you, you give someone who's thinking about joining a running community? What should they look for? I think, you know, you you have to give it a shot. So I was super nervous, right? But I think you just have to decide for yourself if this is something that, you know, you're willing to maybe step out of your comfort zone for. It's such a great way to keep you accountable, right? So, again, if you've talk to your people about showing up for this run or you know that hey I can go somewhere and there are going to be other people running um, and it's like Kara said the pace right so you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about the pace. I love running with the pacer in the marathon because they don't mm-hmm. have to think about anything and it's going the miles fly by because again just the conversations that you have with the other people in your group or how much you learn um, from each other just around running or fueling or anything that you may not know. We're always learning. I'm learning still about how to do things better in my running um, Mm -hmm. and fitness journey. So there's always something new and there's always something that somebody knows that I may not. But I think to look for a group, I mean, people can just try them out. I know that the groups here, you know, they're just on various days. So it may just be on a day that works out best for you. But, um, you know, just Again, people should just try it. It it may not be for everybody, right? So everybody's got to kind of decide that and figure that out for themselves. But again, I have not looked back. So I, again, it's something that you try. If it's not for you, that's fine. But I think a lot of people will say that, again, this has helped get them to where they need to be, like at the end of the race season. Mm -hmm. Does anybody help co-pace the 11-minute group? No, not this season. Not this season. Here, do you have any thoughts? terms of um yeah just to kind of echo that you don't know till you try it I would say I'm not someone that just typically would join a group for something no. or like want to never kind of like Kim it's like oh, I'm, f- I'm fine on my own and doing my own thing um but yeah once you once I tried it it was like wow this really has benefits that I didn't even think about um it having so and even within the group it's not like you know you don't have to be chatty if you don't want to chat like you can go on a run and just be part of the group and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not feel like you have to be social the whole time or you can be social the whole time if you want Mm -hmm. um but yeah you have anybody in your group who's like a constant chatterbox there was a guy today who was a chatterbox but Kara and I have I think part of the reason why we're sitting here with Kim is because we've been running together basically since the first week and like I feel like we're good at, like, last week we talked the entire time. Mm-hmm. This week we didn't talk as much because I think we were both dying from the humidity. <laughs> yeah, to do a little like, harder run. I think that we go, like, I don't know. It's nice to find people that are both, like, in your pace but also, like, to have that dynamic or find those dynamics mm-hmm. within the group mm-hmm. where it's, like, somebody talks around the same amount that I talk and is quiet when I'm quiet. <laughs> and there are always different people that you can kind of, like, 
yeah. you know, loop in and out And of you might that. find an unexpected friendship and right. be friends outside of it. So you just never know. Yeah. Never know. Just try it. Yeah. I think what I like about Big River and what attracted me to Big River is that there are other running groups in town. Um, but Big River is so local to St. Louis mm-hmm. that it made me feel a lot more like I was, you know, giving to my community in a way. And in the same way that you like want to support small businesses, like I wanted to support Big River because it's giving back to my community and giving back to a running community and a group of people that I really, really like and admire and respect. Um, and to do that and be able to know that, you know, what it is that you're paying either to be a part of the group or even if you're doing it for free, like whatever, it, it's just you're, you're a part of that thing that's bigger than yourself that also is giving back to the community that you're a part of. Yeah, good. Okay, let's talk about races now. Um, especially for those, if you've already run several races, what's been your favorite race? And if you haven't run a race yet, what's been so far like your favorite like training course in the St. Louis area? It doesn't have to be St. Louis. It can be out in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have an answer to either one of those two, what are you looking forward to in terms of your first race? Um, so I think my favorite race actually was not like at, uh, at the course, which sucked, but it was one that I had to do virtually because it was during, um, yeah, it was, it was during, uh, COVID and virtual races were such a, a weird thing to do. Um, and I just had like the best race of my life, <laughs> even though it was virtual. Um, what do you attribute that to? I, I think that it was just, well, first of all, like the weather was beautiful that day. I woke up, it's, it's hard to get motivated after you've run races in person yes. okay. and then suddenly you're alone and you're like standing at, you know, Grant's trail or whatever out at the Katy trail was this one. And it was just like, okay, well, here I am by myself. Like, I'm my own hype squad. Um, and, like, I already, no they already sent me the medal. It's in my car. So, like, I'll run back to the car. Wear it while you ran? Unfortunately, no, that would have been a huge flex. But, um, no, it was just like the, the weather was great. I was dressed right for it. I had trained properly. Um, and even though, you know, we were virtual that year, I still had done a big river training plan, so I still followed like my normal course of action, even though I really missed being around other humans. Um, it was just a great race. Came together. Um, yeah, and the the time was like my time was really good. It was like a personal best for me, nice. um, so it was awesome. I think. I am excited. So doing the Minneapolis Marathon is first of all, like supposed to be one of the most beautiful courses in the country. Um, And I've spent some time in Minneapolis and have like run around there, like ridden a bike with somebody who is running um, on parts of the course. And it is just like beautiful. Um, And it's at the beginning of October. So hopefully it will be temperate, like fingers crossed, knock on wood, all the things. Um, So I'm really hoping that that works out. I don't would love not to get food poisoning ahead of time. Really looking it forward to that. It can't happen again, right? <laughs> it can't possibly happen again. Um, but I think that like having done the, cause I did my last 
marathon training cycle alone, um, I had been nervous to come back into doing training team because I got used to doing things by myself. Mm -hmm. And um, so I actually, I feel much better about this training cycle. So I'm, I'm excited to run that race. So when you ran the, the virtual, did anybody mm -hmm. else run any parts of it? Like, did you have any support along no. the road? <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 I did. Um, I, I figured out um, a way, like we were talking a little bit today about like cadence and like how we pace ourselves uh, so that you're not like looking at your watch. Like some people will sing or, you know, you'll kind of like mm -hmm. talk to yourself so that then you can regulate your breathing. Um, but I like called my mom and like Aww, called a couple of my friends so cool. like while I was running it at different like times while I was while I was down pacing and got encouragement in that way. And then when I got back to my car, of course, I had like a cooler and I put like beer in there yeah. and just like sat in the parking lot <laughs> yeah. and had a beer and put on my metal and like listened to music. Cheers myself. Yeah. So what was your victory song that you played for yourself? Oh gosh, um, I'm trying to remember. It was, I think it was probably like a Whitney Houston ballad of yeah, some sort because nice. I was um, also like feeling very emotional because it's like, oh, I did. Whitney is perfect for all <laughs> yeah. of that. Right? All of yeah. That, every time. Good. I love it. Kim, any thoughts? Yeah. So me. So I do a lot of races. Um, so. One of my favorites are the Run Disney races, of course. So they have, Run Disney has a uh, series of races that they do a few times a year. And um, they're in Florida. They are bringing the ones back at Disneyland, but these are at Walt Disney World. So number one, I love Disney. And then two, if they incorporate running into Disney, I mean, that's just perfect for me. <laughs> so. Uh, the last few years, I've done the Princess Half Marathon Weekend, so <laughs> they have a 5K, a 10K, and a half in that whole kind of race weekend, and you have the option to do all of them, which I have done before, but typically I always do like the 10K and the half, which is always fun because you're running through the parks. I mean, you're running super early, so you're running before the parks actually open, but you're running through the parks, the characters are out, they're playing like Disney music, it just, it's truly just a magical experience um but those are some of my favorites those are absolutely not ones that i will race though those are purely for fun, They're fun runs. Yeah, yeah exactly it's a just the experience of those is really enjoying um my favorite race race um and this is the one that i actually pr'd in this year is the Creve Corps St. Patty's half marathon. And I don't know what it is about that one. I think it's maybe because I've PR'd that race every single time I've run it, which mm. is now why it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but typically it's really cold on the days that that race happens. It's in um, middle of March. And that's like the perfect race weather for me. So if it's cold, if it's below 30, um, like that is like my favorite kind of weather for running. So. Mm -hmm. Like my body just thrives in like those conditions and I can really just hit my race day goals mm -hmm. um, when I have those. So any sort of hot weather running, like I just, I can't, I won't. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. but those winter races are really where I thrive and I absolutely love any of those. So, yes. Yeah. Well, so Gary, you actually haven't run a race yet, correct? Right. Yeah. My first big race will be the Mo Cowbell. Huh. Um, on October 1st. I will say though with um, Big River, 
another benefit of joining the group is we get to do new routes, run new routes all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah, so absolutely. I'm learning more about yeah. just like different places to run in St. Louis. That's true. Yeah. I love to run in Forest Park, um, which we do run there, but then it also, you branch out and you find new new places. So I'm really enjoying that with the group. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So we talked about favorite races. Mm -hmm. Now, how about what's been least favorite or most challenging? <laughs> Um, and if you don't have any, like maybe have your most challenging, like training experience. Okay. Um, let me think here. There was one that I think we were talking about like Mo Cowbell and don't give me a bad one about I'm sorry. Sorry. maybe don't talk about no that talk about a different one. Okay. I mean, if you good. have to find <laughs> no. It was just really hot. I think that any any time yep, it's really hot. It's all right. So I won't even speak about a specific race, um, but any time that it is just like absurdly hot, um, it or not even too hot, but just the humidity yep. factor. Um, and I'm from Florida, so I'm basically mm. like a you know an alligator swamp person like mm -hmm. by birth, but. Um, just being in, like, even the humidity today, I don't know what the dew point was, but it was, yeah, it was nuts. Bad. Just the moment that I start to feel it in, like, my heart rate and my prickly skin, it's just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And that's in just any, any really human condition. Um, I, I think that, like... Any race where I also watch other people around me starting to like crash is uh, is just like <laughs> oh my god! god. Like you feel <laughs> mentally, yes. yeah, mentally you. that yes. will get to you. Um, I and I think that like on on particularly hot races, um, when you watch other people like when you run up on groups and it's like oh no, like this looks like trench warfare um, is. <laughs> You're like, okay, I know that this is this is not this is not gonna be good. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Good. <clears throat> no, I feel the same. And I've had a few marathon, half marathons where that exact scenario has happened. And you you've trained and you've worked so hard and had had a strong training cycle to have race day be the way that it is is not only very disappointing, but it's just, again, it's painful. You're not having fun. It's, yeah. it's really hard. Um, there's a, a runner that I follow on social media, and she kind of has that same sentiment to where she won't even start a race if it's not the conditions that she knows yeah. she's going to like be able to not, not just be successful or a PR and just to even get through without yeah. like struggling or pain. She won't even start those. So... Again, that's just very real. This is why I like all the winter races. Um, mm -hmm. Like if today had been like the day of your big race. Oh, absolutely oh, no. not. This would have been really rough. Not. It would have been rough. This would have been really bad. <laughs> you would have to like walk half. Yeah. It would be, yes. It would have yeah. been really bad. Um, I like getting, so getting food poisoning right before my marathon debut yeah. was, was really rough um, because I, I got it on a work trip um and then was supposed to fly to seattle the next day so i had signed up for my first marathon on like whidbey island mm -hmm. um and it was not going to go i realized like this is not going to work or happen um and i couldn't defer so 
I, I still went out to the course and like got my shirt and everything. And as I was driving out to the course though, I was with my mom. She was like, yeah, you know, I didn't really expect there to be as many hills out here <laughs> as there were. And as we were driving, I was just like, I may have just dodged a bullet. Like this may have been a really great race. To miss. Um, so, you know, good races, bad races, you never really know exactly how they're going to be until you're like actually yeah. up at the line. So do you yeah. think you would go back and do that one? I think so. Yeah. I think I would do it again. Um, and, and I would try it again, if only to prove to myself that I could do it. And I think that, you know, hills are really, really intimidating. They're the most intimidating part of any race. I think for most people, you would say like my least favorite part of any race is, is when you get an unexpected hill. Um, but I'm stronger on hills than I think I am. I think you that are. most of us are stronger on hills than we think we are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. All right. <clears throat> so let's pivot. Let's ask like a totally non-related racing question for a minute. Cool. Only because I kind of know the answer to this. Mm. Um, tattoos, yes or no? <laughs> what's yes. Your, yes. What's your favorite tattoo and why? And if you don't have a tattoo and you're thinking about getting one, what would it be? Um, as the most tattooed person here, I suppose I will start. Um, I have 14 tattoos, I think. It might be 15. Um, my favorites um, are on my hands, which for anybody that I guess is listening to this will be like, trash um i love uh, so i i've heard that these are called job stoppers which is one of my favorite like names for a tattoo um but when i i got like a i i actually like got a promotion and finally like reached a stage in my career where i was like i'm just gonna get tattoos on my hands like nobody <laughs> nobody can mess with me now um so i have like two uh peonies on my on my hands um I think you get enough tattoos that... And those are flowers, right? These are flowers, mm -hmm. yeah. You get enough tattoos at one point where it's just like, I don't care what the next tattoo... I don't really care. Um, my tattoo artist could say, I want to tattoo a spatula on your arms. And just as long like, as it's sure. in a spot where I would want to have a tattoo, I'm like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Cool. I have no tattoos, so I haven't reached that point, I guess, where I would yeah. just... Just go and get yeah. it. Yeah, I think there's never been something that I'm like, I want that forever on my body. So I just, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe running will, being back in a running will You're change your right? Yeah. People get like uh, commemorative like tattoos for it. I don't think I would get one for my, for any of my races. You just said spatula is good. Strongly against race tattoos. Your first so. sub three marathon. You won't get that tattoo. If I got it, you know what? If I did a sub three marathon, I'd get that tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be rooting for you at the finish line. <laughs> Taking me, dragging me to the tattoo parlor right, because yeah. I said on a podcast one time that I'd do it. Yeah. Jim? This is a this is an interesting question or a funny question for me because we've I've talked to people about tattoos a lot recently. Um, I do have one on my back, um, and I just I guess I got that one when I was eighteen, I believe, and I just I never got any others. I think I got more piercings over the years mm -hmm. than I did tattoos. Um, but recently we've been talking about tattoos because I would love to just get another one, and what that is I'm not sure. Um, 
think looking at, you know, something that incorporates, you know, like my children mm -hmm. or there is one tattoo that I don't know that I would get it, but I'm so just intrigued by it. And it's so interesting to me, but it's a little, it's a little startling. It's like these two um, rib cages and there's like a heart oh, I think inside. that's awesome. So two like bodies. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm doing a terrible job describing this for the listeners, but it's like cadavers. A person's <laughs> ribcage. A person's ribcage, which you see their heart inside, and it's two of them, and they are, like, facing each other to where they're touching. And what the description of it is called is anatomy of a hug. Oh. So I just love that. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. That's it's neat. intriguing. But it is a little, like, again, it's very anatomically correct so yeah. it's very you're not real saying anything somebody, shocking right me. so yeah. but I don't know that I would get it but I just I absolutely I love think it. you should but I know just if for you don't you know yeah. <laughs> I'm like and then where right that's the next question yeah. it's like where there's so many cool places I just think. have my arms nothing nowhere else how about a sleeve would you need a full sleeve oh yeah I'm sleeves. working on sleeves, oh, sleeves that's are, what I'm working on right now yes. but it's um I think, I mean, mine are also different while also all like following the same general format that my my main goal at this point is like, as long as they don't look completely and totally disparate uh, from one another, then I'll be fine. Well, they're also all very disparate from one another. I don't know. Yeah, sleeves would be cool though. So back to running. <laughs> Um, what sort of, let's talk about um, health, physical, nutrition, what mm. sort of challenges mm. do you face making and taking time to physically take care of yourself, like prioritizing physical health and budgeting it into your schedule? <coughs> Same thing with exercise and nutrition. I can go first. Okay, especially um, with having kids. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's hard and it's taken, you know, I think it takes years to perfect and it, mm -hmm. it's not even perfect now so it's taking me years of just even yeah. running more learning more to get to this point in my running fitness journey where i've like pr'd certain races so it, years of consistency right so again same thing with nutrition um just taking years to learn what works what doesn't work um it's things that I would never imagine um, that I would need for my body or that I would even have to consider with training, mm -hmm. um, hydration, fueling, uh, sodium, electrolytes, like all of those things. Like when I first started running, I wouldn't, carb loading, right? All of that. I had no idea. And just following, again, my advice would be just you know, to look at what's out there as far as like sports nutrition, that knowledge has just been invaluable. I've learned so much just from different dietitians and nutritionists to where I wouldn't have even thought about the fact that I need, you know, 700 calories a day for three days prior to a marathon. Like I have never done that before. But when I did do that, it's like, wow, look at how good I feel, like how this is carrying me through. So there's just so much information out there. And I think part of the great thing about Big River too is that we get to talk about all of that and we get to learn about all of that. Like I know Mike shares like so much information with us and it's things that, you know, if you are new to running, you wouldn't maybe necessarily even know or think about. So there's just so much out there and how do we, I think this is such a great 
like community and venue to just filter all of that through to people um, just so they have it. And then, you know, trying all the things, there's so many products out there. There's so many things that, you know, you can find out what works for you and then what doesn't. So, but it's, it's hard. And like I said, it's taken a long time to get to this point, but I feel like it's, I'm in a good place with it. So. Good. So is your game plan like a six pack after every race? <laughs> um, I mean, it's carbs. Right? No, it is carbs. <laughs> I, um, I, I mean, that is that is one strategy for sure. Um, I think that no, I know. I I think that um, you know, not to go back to like women's athletics, but um, you know, one of the things or one of the challenges that I had as a student athlete was disordered eating. Um, mm. So many women do, and. I think that you know what your body is supposed to be doing, you know what you're trying to train for, but very, very often, I would say one of the challenges in that is that you have such high standards for yourself, your team has really high standards for you, your coach has really high standards for you, um, you are scrutinized uh, very harshly, I think, sometimes, and that can do boy, just a number on your self-esteem. Um, so I dealt with disordered eating for, gosh, like 16 years after that, uh, after being a student athlete, because that's a really hard habit to break. Um, so teaching yourself about nutrition and fueling and what you need pre-race, post-race, like pre-train, post-train um, is really, really hard. And telling yourself that um, not only do you like deserve that, there's a lot of like deserving, whether you deserve that thing or not, or whether you worked hard enough to be able to have that thing. Um, there's just a lot of like mental barriers that you have to break down um, to be able to fuel yourself properly. Um, and I think that there's always, I mean, I haven't gotten it right, that's for sure. Um, I think it's really hard to learn how to do it the right way. But as Kim said, you know, there are so many resources in Big River, especially like will help you with a lot of those things as well and share information with you about what you can be doing. I think that's one of the great things about being in a group too, is yeah. that you can like talk about it with other people while you're running. Um, I think we were talking about it today. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a challenge. It's It's weird how much when you dedicate your time to running, especially to running a distance like a marathon, um, it it infiltrates every part of your life and nutrition, hydration, sleep, how you spend your free time, all of it is um, is affected. Yeah. You know, one of the things I had to get used to. So every marathon training cycle, I gain weight. Yeah. And I had to get and be okay with that. Yeah, it's really hard. Um, yeah. But that was the only way that I am taking care of my body and fueling myself for yeah. this activity yeah. for that distance. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was just learning that food is fuel and mm -hmm. you, you yeah. need that. And I think I'm still in the um, still in the learning and researching and experimenting phase. So as they've mentioned, there's a lot to figure out. So now that I'm training for this race, I feel like I'm still in that phase of learning more about my body and what works and what doesn't and how to properly fuel it. Um, but I also, I think it's kind of fun. Like yeah. I, it's fun I, to learn new things. I'm kind of, yeah, just the amount of 
things you can learn in the research and it's kind of like in my head it's kind of like this fun strategy puzzle like mm-hmm. all is. the pieces <laughs> coming together to like feel your best and have great runs and it's just like I don't know I'm really enjoying the process yeah and it's amazing when what taking what you learn and you see it work mm-hmm. and you're like okay there is truth behind the science of all of this yeah it works yeah yeah it's yeah. cool to see that all play out when my trainer told me the first time that I needed to be eating like 3,000 yes. calories, yeah, I was I like, know. are you joking me? Yeah. Like, I can't possibly imagine eating that much. Like, I'm not Michael Phelps. Right. Like, <laughs> calm down. Um, but she was right. Yeah, like, you need she, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say, though, that like, if there's any advice portion of this, like. Yes. What sort of advice would you cow. offer? Sleep. Sleep. How well Get do you girls sleep. do with your sleep? Not I, good. I'm not good. <laughs> not good at all. I'm not I good try. at it I just can't. Do you use like any sort of sleep app to gauge like the, not um, only the quantity but also the quality of your sleep? Uh, I mean, I try to use my watch. My like watch my Apple Watch will do it, even though I have to like charge it every night, which is pain. But um, no, for the most part, like I just know my patterns really well. Mm. Um, so I try very, very hard to like wake up naturally instead of waking up with an alarm. Um, so if I, if my body wakes up at five o'clock in the morning, like I'm awake, I, I don't go back to sleep. I try not to go back to sleep. Um, and I don't think that it's always like how much sleep you get or how much sleep you try to get. Sometimes it is just the quality of the sleep that you're getting um, that can make such a huge difference. So I know that quantity wise, I'm definitely not hitting the like seven to eight, you know, recommended hours a night, but the quality of my sleep uh, when I follow a normal regimen and I follow my circadian rhythm and I know to go to bed when I am tired to wake up when I am awake, um, then boy, does that make things so much better. Advice, thoughts? I have to work on that. I, my quality of sleep is terrible, especially with kids. Like that's I can't really imagine. Hard. Yeah, they're still. Why up do you think or... I don't have kids, Kim? Like, <laughs> the sleep factor. It's the sleep and the husband, quiet reading. All of that, right? Um, but yeah, so I usually try to get. I think I get enough hours, but they're terrible hours. Mm-hmm. They're up. I'm up, and so. But yeah, I'm trying to work on that, but it's it's really challenging. I do get up really early to do these runs, so mm-hmm. it means I'm in bed at like eight. <laughs> yeah. Any sort of advice in terms of people just big picture thinking about their overall health, how you budget time for your your health? I think you just have to. You have to. It's going to be an intentional focus. Mm-hmm. If you neglect it, you're. You're gonna, it's gonna come back and bite you. Um, so you have to just be knowledgeable, take the time, put in the effort up front, that intentional focus up front, and it's gonna pay off. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it's gonna be bad. And I think it's just, you learn. I think, you know, you, it's like the lessons learned. I think at least it's been that way for me. And just, you gotta figure out like what, what works best for you. And I think it's right hard with juggling just life. Um, trying to fit in marathon training, the time commitment to marathon training. And that's it's why huge. I, I do only one marathon a year. And I yeah. struggle even with that just because of the time commitment, yeah. how you balance all of that with just life in general. And you just, you, you figure it out. And I mean, and you see 
elite runners, they do this all the time. Um, so people do that. There is successful ways to be able to accomplish that. I think you just got to figure out what works for you. The consistency piece is huge because there's so many times where it's like, no, I don't want to get up and go run early. Mm-hmm. But this is the only time I'm going to do it. So do I choose sleep or do I choose running? I mean, sometimes I do choose sleep and yeah. that's okay. I think yeah. it's not... It's not balance. perfect, mm-hmm. yeah, and it is balanced. It's like you said earlier, just knowing your body, because um, putting your body through the ringer, that's just going to lead to burnout. So, again, mm-hmm. you have to just know yourself and be okay with, hey, yeah, I did miss this three-mile run this morning, um, but that's okay, like, big picture. It's going to, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'm still staying consistent in so many other ways. Yeah. And you have to be just okay with that and not too hard on yourself. It all works out. Do girls ever consider training for an Iron Man or an Iron Woman? We just talked about that on a run today. Oh yeah. No. I need to learn the full swimming thing first. Yeah. But no, probably not a full thing. Never maybe maybe ever, start right? with like a sprint triathlon. Yeah. My uh, my trainer, um, so I, I work out a lot. Um, I don't know why. Do you why. do like CrossFit training? I know. So I, um, I have like a, a personal trainer, um, who is a woman who happens to be like my exact same age. Um, and we like have the same body type and everything, um, which is wild, but I was just kind of like, well, I mean, you're a former, you know, like college swimmer, like D one college swimmer. Like, how are you yeah. working out now? Because I, I was looking to kind of like how do I fill my time outside of work and how do I find better balance and like the way that I am active uh, in my body as much as I am active in my brain during the day. Um, so I just kind of started following her weird training plan. Um, so I work out like, I, I don't even know how many hours a week. It's a lot, it's more than is probably good for me all the time. But again, like knowing my body, working with a trainer, like all of those things help out for this to be something that's that's healthy and important and and focused and not like broken. Um, I I think that as far as like anybody who's thinking about becoming active, like doing the research is is a big part of it. But also just like start doing it. Um, you know, don't don't let the fear of potentially not doing it right keep you from from doing it or trying it. Um, and I, I think that like, especially when you're starting running, uh, you can get like really in your head about what you look like when you're running or what other people are thinking about, you know, seeing you go slow or seeing you, you know, sweat or seeing how like I get so tomato faced. Uh, when I do anything active that I was just like, everybody's going to be looking at how red my face is. No one gives a single shit about that at all. Like no one's paying attention to you. No one's, no one's doing any of that. So just like get out there, you know, get out there and try it. Do, do a thing. If it's not running and it's something else that brings you joy, like do it. Um, Just be active, stay active, you know, try, try something. uh, Cause it's, I think we're all at, at around like the same age within the same like, you know, decade period of, you know, mid thirties, early forties. Like if you don't use it at this point, like you do start losing it. You do. And it's it's really important to just like get out there and try it. Agreed. Well said. Final question. Mm. And this is um, one of my favorite topics. Let's talk about one of the things associated with running, relationships. Tell me about some of the friendships and relationships that you've developed 
as a result of running and as a result of being a member of Big River Training Team. Mm. All right, well, I guess that's a round. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> These ladies, um, who wants to go first? No, I, um, so I, I think that um, relationships in the running community are, especially now, like as an adult, um, are so much more, like there are definitely, I know that there are considerably faster pace groups that are out there that are running more elite paces, um, and they are taking this like, very seriously, I imagine. But um, it's not that we're not taking it seriously. We are taking it very seriously. But I think that we're also in a in a group and in a pace where it's like, we're out there to finish. We're out there to hit our times. We're out there to hit our distances. Um, but we're also in a place where like, we are able to build relationships by the amount of time that we end up spending together. Because again, to Kim's point, this is a huge time commitment. Um, and especially as we're working up to like 18 miles together, that's a lot of time together. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and that's a lot of time to like talk and, and get to know one another. Um, I think that like the relationships that I've built with other runners, like no one really understands why you like doing this unless they also like doing it. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things where like, you're not like runners are not normal people. Yeah, uh, crazy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and especially like people that are training for marathons, like those are not normal people. Well, uh, who's going to be out on the hottest day of the year or the coldest right. day of the year? <laughs> right, runners for All like hours. Right, yes, yes. Hours. no one else wants to. No one else wants to do that. And um, you know, even I've I found that people outside of the running community, when I talk to them about how much time I spend running, it's like. Why would you ever, ever do that? Mm -hmm. That sounds so stupid. Um, and it's like, but then I come here and I spend time with like my friends in the running community and they're just like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Like, that's so great yeah. that you did that. Or like, oh wow, like you were out here on this day. I was too. I mean, it's just like, there's there's so much that you can find and, and build here. And like, um, I think like we were saying earlier, it's so hard to find friends <laughs> as an adult mm -hmm. um, that even like asking people to be your friends, like I asked Kara to be my friend <laughs> last week and it was like asking somebody out on a first date. I felt like so <laughs> awkward to be like, do you want to be friends in real life? <laughs> I immediately um, said yes. She said yes. I was hoping you would she ask. She said yes. Um, but like that's, that's just such a huge a huge part of this that um, is a really unexpected benefit. You know, you come in thinking that you're going to learn more about running a marathon um, and you come out of it on the other side with people who not only can talk to you about something that you're clearly extremely dedicated to and really passionate about, but can speak to it in your own language and be just as excited for you and your success as you are about theirs. Well, you hit the nail on it earlier in terms of it is challenging. As you get older, once you get out of the college scene, that like very homogenous scene to develop not only relationships, but good, healthy relationships where you yeah. have something that's, and I've discovered that the running community is probably one of the most positive, optimistic, cheerleading, supportive groups. Totally. Um, and it really is fantastic. It's like the pot of gold a lot of people don't realize is available when you get involved with a running community like Big River Training. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I agree. Well, Kim even said something earlier, you know, and, and we were we were praising her as our pacer, and I I mean we mean that. I yeah. I think that I'm not speaking for myself, but um, the I think what's the ama- like the amazing part of our pacers at Big River and about Kim in, in particular too is that she gets excited about you talking about what races you're training for, about what goals you have, um, and like wants to. Well, she she is obligated in some ways to talk to us about it because she's stuck with us for hours at a time. Um, but she's also Can't like, we change the subject? Yeah. But she's also excited. You know, she's excited about doing that. So when you have like pacers that are really, really passionate about what it is that you're passionate about yeah. and are also people who you can be real friends with in, in actual life, it's, it's amazing. I think that's the best part about pacing is just getting to, it's like I said earlier, just getting to be a part of like people's running journey or fitness journey, particularly like if it's their first, if they have a goal that is their first time. So it, it almost like puts me into, like takes me back to like my first time training for a marathon. And it's like, okay, I remember like that experience, you know, very vividly and it almost takes me back there. And it's, it's almost like that excitement and like the nerves and like that whole just like just training cycle of like where it's very new like for Kara like this is your first time like going to be hitting like these really high mileage mileages in the upcoming weeks and remembering like what it was like for for me to do that for the first time it like takes me back there and then it's like you you just learn and you can kind of talk through that because you understand like what this person is going through Mm -hmm. and what they're experiencing and knowing that you know as nervous as people are now about the races, like they're gonna do amazing. Like Kara shows up every Sunday, she hits her miles. It's like her race day is gonna be like fantastic. And if it's not, Yay. then that's okay too. It's the weather's fault. It is, yeah. it's the weather's fault. It's, but you know what, it's like the the journey part of it. They really say like, okay, race day is with that final like victory mm-hmm. lap. And it's really just about like getting you there, that whole thing to where, yeah, we've spent all this time together. And that's just really exciting to hear, like, just how things are going. And if things aren't going well, like, hey, yeah, let's talk about that, too. And I think just being here, the supportiveness, it's like the running community is so supportive. And within Big River, it's just, you know, I, I've made friends that I'm going to be friends with now, yeah. like, forever. Yeah. And we now do things. We travel. We have, like, just those things in common that again to everybody else seems really crazy but to us it's you know we celebrate each other and all of that yeah that's one of the most unexpected things i think about joining the group that i hadn't thought about was just like the positivity and the encouragement and the support and i was like oh that's just awesome like even as we pass other pace groups out on our runs like everyone's just cheering each other on and so that's really really special i think you form special bonds with people doing the, the same type of running as you and so yeah it's really good well girls thank you so much thank you, Robert. I Robert. truly appreciate yes. it yeah it's yeah i know everybody who listens to it's gonna enjoy it so to all my listeners out in podville thank you so much for listening i appreciate each and every one of you to a special friend of mine i love you dearly to all my other listeners thanks for listening this has been a special episode of real friends
Thank you. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Yes, now y'all are awesome. I love your stories. Your stories are so yeah. great, too. I know. <laughs> it helps to have people. They're so real. It's like, yes, like, just again the mental health aspect of all of this oh yeah, yeah so sure. real. yeah of course i mean i know that a lot of people who get back into running later have experienced that um and i don't think i think that it, over the last couple of years i've i've definitely or we've heard a lot more women who talk about like and that's it the, people yeah, are talking about it they're now. finally talking yes. about it yes. and i think that that has been really really important for me and um <laughs> hi <laughs> you look so much like my dog yeah. you are so that's so weird the new one no like my this is your dog at home hound. You she all looks have so pets? much like Millie. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Hey, you are so fun. Hey. Hey. Oh man. Oh, I know. Yep. <laughs> nice work today, you guys. Me too. So I suspect I'll yeah, upload too. this on um, August first. Oh, cool. Great. I'll send out a link for today. That'd be awesome. I know. I know. It is. Summer just zipped by. These are marathons are like. Minneapolis is oh, yeah, on October 1st. Too. You thought you might do oh, Memphis. I thought there. I might do. I'm going to do. I'm going to try and do.